is sharp, pointed, and insightful. This is Stacy on the Right on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. While people might have had issues with the term socialist, a lot of people, when they looked at the actual things that they believed in, health care for all, free college tuition, actual equality, shrinking the, the, the gap between poor people and rich people in this country, they thought that they were, that they agreed with that. Um, there's a lot of different material to cover here with a judge who has uh, been a partisan, um, engaged in uh, both the Bush White House and the uh, Ken Starr, the Judge Starr investigation of the Clinton White House, um, and given his 300 opinions on the D.C. Circuit. We want full disclosure. We want a lot of information that's now classified to be disclosed. But there are proper ways of disclosing this. And you know who's at fault for this more than anyone else? Comey. Because he leaked information and laundered it through a professor at Columbia Law School. Shame on that professor and shame on Comey. And now, Stacey Washington. Welcome to the program. We are live and having a great day here in the heartland, broadcasting from outside of St. Louis on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. It's great to be with you today. Hope you were able to catch my hit on Fox Business this morning. On today's program, we have a stellar lineup for you. We're going to be speaking with Carmine Sabia. He is going to come on. He's a conservative political pundit, radio host, and editor. He's going to join us, uh, talk about current events, namely the, all of this leak, 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 leak. We got a lot of leaking going on. We have evidence of a lot of leaking that's gone on, so we're going to talk about that. We will also discuss uh, the media leak strategy under Director Comey. Now that we know more about it, it's time to kind of unpack it. We've got some audio from... Uh, Tom Fitton on the new Strzok text, this very, very informative. He's the head of uh, Judicial Watch. They do all the freedom of information requests. So we'll be listening to a little bit of that and unpacking that. We'll be taking your calls at 866-963-2037. We are also going to be talking about Google's fight in Europe against laws that they have that basically protect the citizen's right to be forgotten. In other words, you have something bad happen, you maybe make a political comment, and it's years past, but people can still search it on the internet and use it to destroy you. And so in Europe, they allow their citizens to basically file a a complaint with an online search agency, and that online search engine will remove the offending content. In other words, to give a person a fresh start. Now, there are some concerns about free speech and First Amendment and the right for people to have free and unfettered access to information. And in Europe, they tend to feel like that is subjugated to a person's right to kind of have something be in their past and let it go, to change, to become another person. So Google is actually fighting uh, with the European governments and and the people who kind of regulate the Internet over there about this. So we're going to talk about that as well. Also, we'll be asking again for listeners to call in and leave a voicemail with your name and your uh, state and city that you're calling from and talk about how Urban Family Talk has impacted you, how maybe how this show has maybe impacted you. Um, it, we'd be so grateful if you do that. The number is 877-327-5647. So right now, I want to jump in. Uh, we have this really interesting thing that's happened. And that is, in lieu of discussing continuously, you know, this whole idea that the president somehow as a candidate colluded with the Russians or 
uh, you know, just just it's the most outlandish thing ever. And I can't believe we've been discussing it for this long, but we have and we've been spending tens of millions of dollars on investigating it. And that's still going on. And so you've got Dershowitz, Alan Dershowitz, and he kind of takes us through this timeline where he talks about the leaks and the laundered info and all of that. But then he goes a step further to kind of push for it. it it's the same thing I, we've been saying here on this program, which is where's the equanimity here? Where, where's the idea that as American taxpayers, we recognize that people are innocent until proven guilty, but we're only prosecuting one side of this, one side of this entire story. The other side is literally getting away with almost breaking almost every rule there is. So here he is. He's, he's talking about how Comey leaked, Comey laundered. He did with all of that to get this investigation going. It's number six. J. Edgar Hoover, who notoriously lived by leaks, he would threaten political enemies that he would leak information about their sex totally lives wrong. and about their private life. And it was wrong. It was wrong then. It's wrong now. And when an FBI agent or a prosecutor leaks grand jury material, it's criminal. What we need now is an objective investigation by the inspector general, by the Office of Professional Responsibility, into these leaks and into what was meant by the email that said that we have a leak strategy. It's hard to believe that that meant that we have a strategy to stop leaks. It seems much more plausible that he was talking about a strategy designed to leak things selectively to the media in order to achieve the goal he had set out for himself, namely to have an insurance policy against electing a man who he thought was dangerous to the country. So is, is that not worthy of investigation? I guess one of the questions that I have that I would love to see Congress, one of these fantastic panels, maybe a Senate panel, convene and pull Mueller in and kind of hold him accountable this morning on Fox, the you know opposing view person that I was on with was talking about how this is is it's well as a veteran. I said as a veteran, I think we should have the rule of law. And he said he's a veteran too, and Mueller is a veteran, and he's above reproach. Well, I think we've gotten to a place now in America where I think it's fantastic when we're veterans. I'm a veteran. He was a veteran. Mueller's a veteran. I think veterans deserve respect, obviously, as do all people. But being a veteran doesn't mean you're above reproach. Serving honorably in the military doesn't automatically catapult you to being he's above reproach. He is a person of impeccable integrity. Until otherwise, of course he is. Until we find out news to the contrary, of course he's a person of great integrity. But here's the question. Is a person of great integrity just because they're a veteran, that means they can no longer be questioned on their actions? A person can never be asked, why do you still have this person on your team? I mean, person by person, these people are dropping like dominoes. They're, they start off, they're on the Mueller team and they're investigating. Then we find out, oh, they were engaged in some of the text messaging or they're connected to Bruce and Nellie Orr or they have all of these different, it's like these spaghetti strings of connections. And every time we pull up another lid on the, the pots, we see more connections, spaghetti type strings between all of the same bad actors. And now the strings are starting to lead back to the Mueller team. And so the question for Americans is, because you, you have to look at this from the perspective of if it can happen to Donald Trump, if it can happen to Michael Flynn and uh, these other names that we've heard, all they're getting convictions now, little little jail time for Papadopoulos, little little bit of, uh, you know, conviction for Manafort. You know, it, it, it may be all well and good to sit up and look at it and say, well, look, he's got this. He's got. Yeah. But what 
about when it's your turn. We all know that that can happen. We all know that it can be that you start off and you don't think you're doing anything wrong. And the, you know, it's been like a joke. It's been repeated so often. It's become like a maxim that every American in the country is guilty of, you know, three felonies because of the myriad of laws that we have that contradict each other, that some of them are out of date and don't have any meaning, yet there they are. I don't know if every American would be guilty of three felonies, but it remains to be seen how many more people they can just drag in and toss indictments onto for stuff that they've done, you know, decades ago. And I, I'm not I'm not making it okay to uh, evade taxes or, or 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 embezzle money or you know whatever the the different things wire fraud all that that's all wrong it should be prosecuted but it shouldn't be done as a means to an end for attacking political opponents there's actually there are laws against that too that's actually illegal. So as he goes on here, uh, he, he's talking, Alan Dershowitz is, he's, he's talking a little bit more about, you know, the, this, all of it, the ideas behind it, all of it, what it has to do with, which is that there was a certain thing that they wanted. And when I say they, I mean people who were Hillary supporters and they used the government to get it. That should send a chill down everyone's spine. The fact that they got what they wanted and now they're dragging it out with the help of Bob Mueller, veteran, honorable, you know, service, hua, awesome. The fact that they're using him as a tool to drag this out so they can impact the midterm elections without the help of the Russians. So I guess that makes it okay. Should be alarming to all of us. Here's Dershowitz kind of wrapping this thing up as number two. He has a right to his opinion. He had a right to vote any way he wanted. He doesn't have a right to try to influence the outcome of an election through leaks. Now, I'm taken by the point that he may not have leaked before the election. We have to look into that. We have to find out about that. And that's what the inspector general is about. Now, your previous guest mentioned the investigation by Congress. But as far as I know, at least I didn't know about this email during that investigation. He wasn't asked about it. If that email exists and is authentic, it should have been in the hands of the people who are asking him the questions. He may have to be called back now to answer questions about what he meant under oath, what he meant by saying we have a leak strategy. I doubt that he will say under oath, oh, it was intended to make sure there were no leaks. That just doesn't pass the giggle test. So very quickly, why are more people not outraged by this? Does anyone want to live because in a everybody's country where a law enforcement sides. agency... I know, but this isn't a side. This is the side of every American who's subject to the FBI or any law enforcement agency. I mean, this, this should be it scary to so Democrats as well as dangerous. Republicans. It is so dangerous to every American. Today, it's Trump thereafter. Tomorrow, it could be Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton. And the day after tomorrow, it could be you and me. That's why every civil libertarian, Democrat and Republican has to be concerned about government by leak. Look, we want full disclosure. We want a lot of information that's now classified to be disclosed. But there are proper ways of disclosing this. And you know who's at fault for this more than anyone else? Comey. Because he leaked information and laundered it through a professor at Columbia Law School. Shame on that professor and shame on Comey. If Comey didn't have the courage to stand up in front of a TV camera and say, look, I feel so strongly about this that I'm going to give you this information. But no, 
He snuck the information to a law professor who collaborated with him in getting the information and causing the appointment of a special counsel without having the courage of his conviction to stand exactly. up. That's what a civil libertarian would do. That's when what he's... a patriotic American would do. And that's the truth. So this, honestly, it's patriotic, sure, to, to be an upstanding citizen and to do the right thing. But does it have to be about patriotism or, or should it just be about doing what's right? Uh, I'm, I'm a huge patriot. I, I'm a flag waver. You know, check it out right there. We have, uh, you know, flags stationed around our house on the outside. You know, we, we, we fly the flag. We definitely believe in this country. We believe in the concept of representative government. You know, patriotism, I got it in spades. But this isn't about patriotism. I, I take it a step further than Mr. Dershowitz, and, and it's about what's right and what's wrong. And if you've gotten to a place where you're so partisan that you can't see that even when it's your opponent, it, 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 when it's your enemy, that you still have to do the right thing. I mean, where are we really? Where are we really in America when we have tens of millions of people openly advocating for the persecution of a group of individuals so that they can see the removal from office just because they're from the opposing political party. You know, back when Barack Obama was first elected and then you, know, you have the progression of his presidency and then Benghazi happened and there was talk online. I remember reading so many blogs of people who were like, this is it. They're going to impeach him, you know, because this was clearly a stand down order was given. Americans lost their lives. This didn't have to happen. We had, you know, uh, gunships within 11 minutes of the location. I remember listening to people who were on, you know, they'd previously been on active duty recently talking about how quickly they could scramble, not just F-16s and F-15s and F-22s, but they could scramble a gunship to that location in 11 minutes and they were told not to. And I remember listening to it and remembering doing reporting on just that type of thing. That was my job in the Air Force. I used to go to the flight line. My office was on the flight line. I used to go down to the, the, uh, air, the hangar where the, the, the aircraft would be. And if there was a hard break on something like an O-ring, I'd go down there and it was almost like an interview. I'd ask the crew chief, why does this keep breaking? What's going on here? And then I'd have to create reports on that, the special breaks, the hard breaks. And then I'd have to create a whole report on how many aircraft were ready in the fleet for the squadron that I was assigned to. How fast can we scramble this many jets to this location or anywhere in the contiguous United States, anywhere, blah, blah, blah. So I know what they're talking about here, but we never went for that. The Republicans never tried to impeach Obama. There's some honor in that. I can see that now. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. You know, the very first day in Israel, when we're staying in Jerusalem, we go to the Mount of Olives. And it's there at the Mount of Olives we look out over the old city of Jerusalem. It's a spectacular sight. You've seen it in pictures before, but it's another thing to actually be there as we walk down from the Mount of Olives to the Garden of Gethsemane and we pray there. It's going to be a wonderful time with brothers and sisters from around the country visiting the Holy Land, the land of Jesus. If you want information on this March 14th through the 22nd tour, just call us and we'll send you a brochure. Call 1-800-FAMILIES, F-A-M-I-L-I-E-S, option five, and leave us your name and your address and we'll mail you a brochure. Or if you want to simply go online at twholyland.com, everything's there, 
HolyLand.com. Hi, I'm Crawford Loritz with a Legacy Moment. Our four children are grown, and this is a very exciting time in our lives. We love hanging out with each other, and it's great to see how they've continued to mature. Because they're not children anymore, we need to relate to them differently. We can't treat them like we used to. Go here, come here, don't do that. They're adults. They're fully responsible for their choices and decisions, just like we are. Although we're still mom and dad, we're more like peers. It's really wonderful. People grow, and we need to treat them based on where they are, not where they were. To disciple or mentor someone doesn't mean you keep him or her in a dependent relationship. Paul wrote Philemon to tell him about the growth of his former slave Onesimus. Listen to these words in verses 15 through 17 of Philemon. For perhaps he was, for this reason, parted from you for a while, that you should have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but more than a slave, a beloved brother, especially to me, but how much more to you, both in the flesh and in the Lord. If then you regard me a partner, accept him as you would me. In other words, Paul says, Philemon, listen, friends, some things have changed. Onesimus has grown and developed. He knows Jesus now. Don't treat him the way you used to treat him. Nobody, I want to tell you, this is Paul speaking. This guy is a partner with me and he's going to be a partner with you. You've got to adjust how you relate to him. Here's what I want you to remember today. Everything changes in life, including people. Let's ask God to give us the capacity to relinquish control and to love and embrace people based on where God has them, <laughs> because people grow. More information about the ministry of Crawford Loritz can be found online at livingalegacy.org. Welcome back to Stacy on the Right on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. Welcome back to the program. Thank you so much for being here today. Uh, find out more about the program at AFR.net or UrbanFamilyTalk.com slash Stacy. Thanks for being with us this morning or afternoon. Actually, I had such a busy day today. Like it was, it's just been a whirlwind and I have so much more to do. Um, and if you're in St. Louis and you're going to be at the big event tomorrow, I'm emceeing for the ladies of the hidden heart ministry, hidden heart. It's cry of the hidden hearts, a Bible study that um, has kind of become a really huge deal in saving marriages and really improving relations between husbands and wives. Um, it, it's I'm, They're having a big joy in the morning celebration tomorrow, and I'm emceeing it right here in St. Louis. And then I'll be live on the air as usual in the afternoon, so nothing to miss. Um, so if I'm going to get to meet you and shake your hand tomorrow, I'm looking forward to that. Right now, it's my pleasure to welcome... Uh, He's been on the program before, and we've always enjoyed our chats. It's Carmine Saba. He is uh, just a fantastic commentator and conservative political pundit, radio host, editor, all the good stuff. Carmine, thanks for joining us. That's a better intro than I deserve, Stacey. How are you? <laughs> I think it's pretty good. I think it's, that, that works. I think that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you about... Leak, 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 leak. It, it's leaksville in our government agencies, and the leaks are geared towards specific political goals. And I'm kind of surprised, Carmine, that more Americans, especially on the left, aren't aren't saying to themselves, "Well, 
as much as I'm, you know, maybe, maybe the person might not like Donald Trump, I wouldn't want to see this strategy deployed against a Democrat in office. So it's wrong. Well, Stacey, I was going to start the show today by telling you that I had some information about you that I heard from somebody who I can't mention, but it's really bad. And uh, we're going to have to take your show off the air, but I can't tell you why. because I can't tell you what the evidence is or who I heard it from. Yeah. And you know what I would do? I'd be like, well, uh, you know, good luck with that. Because I, I think the people at American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk would be like, until you're willing to show us evidence that we can be public with, we don't want to hear any part of that. Because I, I would feel think, that way with anybody. But, but apparently yeah. Senator Feinstein doesn't think anybody's going to ask. So I don't know. <sighs> and we're seeing them deploy the same strategy against Justice Kavanaugh. Or, or, or I'm sorry. Uh, he's he's a judge. He's not a justice yet. Judge Kavanaugh. Um, they're, they, well, that's you know, what I'm talking Kamala- about. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. Her little, her little statement today. Yeah. Well, I have some information, but I can't tell you who gave it to me, and I can't tell you what it is. But you so shouldn't the- approve them because of this information I have. So is it, is it right? I thought I heard this morning briefly as I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off that they're delaying the vote. And this is just a strategy for them to send more coat hangers to the two female senators on the right. I mean, it's, there's nothing there. Are they actually delaying the vote? I didn't hear that. Okay, good. Because I, I, I thought I heard that on the radio this morning. I'm like, I got to check that out. So that's not true. I, I, I would think Mitch McConnell, Senator McConnell would have to be a moron, a moron to delay the vote for this. Uh, I, but, I think he would, too. You know, but what you talked about with the leaks, I was talking to my brother about this. He asked me all the time. He's like, aren't there, like, regular people, Democrats out there that look at this stuff and go, what the heck? And, and my answer to that is no, no, because their number one enemy is President Trump, and they don't care what it is. They want to undo this election. And it comes down to this. And, and, and this sums it up. This sums it up with Robert Mueller. It sums it up with the FBI and the CIA and everybody else. The deep state has existed for a long time. If you look back, President Trump's not the first person to mention the deep state. It's been mentioned a lot. The deep state exists. And the deep state feels like this. You know, you guys, yeah, we like your vote, but we don't give you much choice. And this time you really screwed us because you elected a guy we never thought you'd elect. And now we know better than you. So we have to undo what you screwed up because... You don't really have the right to vote. You're supposed to just pick between two deep state members. Uh, Yeah, but here's the problem. Even with all of that, even with everything that we've seen, let's say we can't get our our friends on the left-hand side of the aisle to uh, agree that wrong is wrong and right is right. We should be able to get people who work in the FBI and the DOJ to agree to it because their credibility is on the line. Their ability to prosecute cases in the future is on the line. If Americans don't trust that their government can be impartial and adjudicate the law constitutionally, then we have a crisis. This, this is a bigger problem than just Mueller. If you take the players out of it, you still are left with the, this horrible detritus of a society that is literally the schism goes right down the middle. You got, you know, roughly 30 percent of the country who are hard on the left. You have maybe 35 to 40 percent of the country who are hard on the right, but only 30 percent are willing to claim it. And then you have this huge swath of people in the middle who are constantly being pulled by their emotions instead of people just saying, look, I really honestly don't care about my feelings for Trump, Mueller, Manafort, Papadopoulos. What I care about is that this is never me. This can't be me. This can't be that the lady who wears the house suits all the time in my neighborhood gets to, you know, destroy emails and do whatever she wants, vandalize property and flout it and then keep walking around in her house dresses while I get prosecuted for the tiniest little thing. But that's what's happened. 
Correct. What do we but, do? But I think you're you're just people lead with their emotions, though. I mean, it's trying to talk logic to people or, or rational to people or common sense to people. I've been trying it for years. It seems to be a fool's effort. Um, you know, there's just there's not much you can do. I, I try it all the time, and the scary part is if this is allowed to continue, just like you're saying with the leaks and all this stuff, and and people celebrating these leaks, it's like they're standing on the train tracks and they don't hear the train whistle coming. You know, this is going to happen to them. It, it's going to happen. And leaks like this, they damage our national security. They damage the the ability to keep this country safe. And but it, but trying to explain that to people who are so wrapped up in their emotions, it's very easy to appeal to people's emotions. As conservatives, we tend to think rationally before we think emotionally. Independence, independence are the, are the worst, really. They're, they're the worst because they're so easily swayed back and forth that it's hard to get them to... They're not, everybody thinks that independents are sitting there analyzing the facts and figures and trying to figure out how they're going to vote. No. They're just like everybody else. And the reason they're independent is because they're swayed by personalities and emotions. That's why they're independent. They have no hardcore beliefs that ground them. Like, like Whether you're on the left or the right, we have hardcore beliefs that ground us to our principles. They don't really have any defining principles. So they're very easily swayed by emotions, more so than anybody else, actually. I, I think it's interesting that you say that because I have found that so some of the most fun people to talk to about politics are uh, people who call themselves independent. And what I find for the most part is that independents are kind of on the left a little bit. Um, but then if you explain things to them, like if, if you can get into a really nice back and forth, then they'll usually agree. Oh, wow. I hadn't considered it that way because they're not consuming, you know, truth news, what I like to call it, you know, news that's just comprised basically of the truth, you know, impartially reported, which you, normally only find on the right and when when they're presented with just a few facts they'll say oh well where can I find that and if you can show them where you found the information and what you know they usually will say oh wow yeah I I, I'm interested in that which is why the media on the left the, the the left and their apparatus in the media works so hard to keep people in their emotions because clear thinking individuals Correct. who've heard the truth they you know they they're not going to put up with this garbage and and I agree with what you're saying, but the thing is, is that, yes, you can. I've had these conversations with, on Twitter all the time, mostly. You can have these conversations independently. You can get them to your side, but an hour later, they can hear something on CNN, and that will change their mind. They are, they lead with whoever the last person they heard from, essentially. The last person they talk to is what they believe. In, in a lot of cases, I'm not trying to disparage all independents and say it's very easy to manipulate them, but, I mean... One of the bigger things, Stacey, is that we don't have the entertainment that, that they have. And the entertainment industry very easily sways people. That's why Kanye is so dangerous to the left, <laughs> because the entertainment industry easily sways people. Um, and so that's, and, and, and CNN is, 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 you know, a propaganda organization that sways people. And people think that they're reporting fair news. So. The thing about independence, like I said, is, you know, the last person they talk to is who they believe. So how do we get more? So there's this interesting phenomenon in that Kanye has never been 
Like, it's not like Kanye has been to conservative boot camp or he's been caught listening to, you know, some of the, the big radio stars that we have. You know what I mean? It's like, it's weird right. because you would think that that one of those things would have had to have happened. But he's he's really one of the classic, you would expect him to be a hardcore leftist because he lives a life that, you know, once you get so far away from normal people and, right. you know, he worked hard for the money, he earned it. I'm not begrudging him any of it. But once you get that far away from people who pump their own gas, only own one or two cars, you know, live in a normal neighborhood, have to interact with people, have a boss that they can't just basically say, I don't want to work for you anymore. I'll never well, work with you again. Gas, so. Well, Okay. Oh, I you live, live in New, New Jersey. Jersey yeah. Yeah. I was going to say you live in New Jersey. I know you, you, you Carmine, <laughs> you live in that state where it, I think it's ridiculous that you guys can't pump your own gas. Have you ever pumped your own gas before? No. And I would actually have no idea how to. Oh my goodness. You know what? There's New Jersey something and fun. Oregon. We're the two states that can't pump our own gas. I think that's crazy. So let me just tell you something really quickly. The thing about pumping gas is, especially if you're a woman, is that you don't want to smell like gas. So you have to perfect, it's, it's a method of taking the gas pump out of its holster and then putting it into the gas tank and pumping and then stopping and kind of, you know, waiting until all the drips come off and then taking it out and basically swinging it away from yourself to put it back in the holster so that none of the gas drips onto you, your car or your shoes. That is the, like, if you know how to do that, you're a expert pumper of the gas and also not driving away with the gas pump still in your car so that it rips off of the thing. And it's so embarrassing. Those are the two things that you have to know how to do. You could do it. You just needed some practice. I think it's harder to learn how to pump gas if you're older. It's better if you're a teenager. Well, you're not old. You're, you're still, you're still young. 40. That's young. I, what I'm going to say, no, I'm just going to say, I just, I'm, I feel like you should come to Missouri and that you should rent a car, and then you could follow me out. You could trail me out to my favorite big gas station. We go in and get some snacks while we've pumped our gas. The gas you leave the gas <laughs> pumping while you go inside and get snacks. You would love You're it. You're gonna teach me. Okay, I, I would, would show love to you. Live in Missouri, I would. I would love to live in a red state. I was having this conversation yesterday. I, I'm so out of place here. It's pretty I'm cool. So out of place. Here. Yeah, it's pretty cool <laughs> when you're like. I was in Bible study, and the lady next to me was like, "You know, I'm just so tired of all this liberalism in the school." And I almost hugged her. I was just like. <laughs> You know, we're sitting here with our little Bibles open. I was like, what did you just say? Yes. <laughs> so it happens it's all the time. It's very hard in New Jersey. It's very hard because <laughs> nobody agrees with me. And, you know, my mom, may she rest in peace, she would say we were the only two conservatives in New Jersey. So, yeah, I mean, there may be four or five, but you're you're pretty scarce there. You got to start converting some of those people into conservatives. I try. I, I do try. I do try. But they're surrounded, you know, it's. They're, they're so inbred with, with what they believe. You understand, there are parts of New Jersey where there are conservatives, but the big cities always vote Democrat. And yeah. They're voting to keep themselves in poverty and try explaining that to them, and you're a racist and this and that and the other thing. And, mm. you know, you can't get away with it, especially as a white guy. I, mean, I grew up in a pretty, I grew up in a pretty minority neighborhood. And so as soon as you try to tell people how they can better themselves, you don't know, you don't know, you've never walked in there, she's okay, man, fine, but. I got out of poverty and you didn't. So, I mean, maybe you're not going to listen to me. I tell you what, here's, here's, here's a cake taker. When someone's talking to you like that and you realize that they could easily make it out. And, and I don't mean easily like it's sure. easy to get out of poverty, but it's a mindset change that has to be made. Once Correct. you've changed your mind about wh- what your trajectory is, then the sky's the limit. You, you later look back, you're like, oh, I don't even know why I stayed you know, in that position for, for as long as I did. I just needed to change my mind. Change the mind first, and then the circumstances will follow. 
Correct. Correct. Hmm. People tend to take the easiest route, and that's the problem. So do you see the Mueller investigation? I'd I'd heard tell that because there was really nothing left to it, they're going to try to get President Trump on some kind of obstruction charge connected to his activities when Flynn, the first the first person that they targeted, was being targeted. But other than that, there's no Russian collusion, which we all knew that all along. And so well, they're going to be wrapping it up. So then you're going to get on. What was he trying to obstruct then? Right. Well, I, if there was I don't know. What, hide, what was he trying to obstruct? I have no idea. I mean, I just think that the whole thing is a sham. But do you see it wrapping up? Because we're at what is this? September 13th. I do. I think you see it wrap up, especially if the Democrats win the House and then they can get their impeachment done with. He's never going to get voted out by the Senate. So they're going to get their impeachment. They're going to try and embarrass him. And then we move on with our lives. Whatever the next outrage of the day is, we'll go with that. You know, I mean, this is all this is all for for 2020. That's all this is. Do you really do you really see them taking back the House? I don't. hmm. I do. I do. I think people are. People want to believe there's going to be this imaginary red wave, but, you know, the Democrats have all the energy right now. I would, I'd love, I would love to believe that we hold on to the House, but history, first of all, we're fighting a lot of things, history being one of them. The, the party not in power usually wins the midterms. Um, President Trump's not on the ballot, you know. <laughs> the sexy name isn't on the ballot, and it's going to be hard to drive that vote. We've got to drive the point home that not keeping the House means impeachment. That's got to be the mantra, and we've got to repeat it a million times. And President Trump has to push it, and then we have a shot. But right now, if I was in Vegas betting the odds, I'd bet on the Democrats taking the House. But they're not taking the Senate. No. Uh-uh. No. Interesting. I, you but know even what? Even if they did, even if they did, they still understand, too, even if they did, you need two-thirds of the Senate to vote for it to, to remove a president. It's not happening. It's not going to happen. It's a shrink. But not removing him. Well, I'm glad to hear some good news. You're a bit of a Debbie Downer today, Carmine, but I'm going to take it. I still enjoyed it. Still enjoyed it. Still good for me. I, I'm, don't be sorry. The truth is the best medicine. Thank you for coming on today. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. Uh, have Love a great on. rest of your week. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk again soon. Um, you know, Absolutely. guys, it's always wonderful to speak to someone like Carmine. Carmine Saba Jr., Christian conservative political pundit, radio host, editor, and friend of the show. Okay, when we get back, we'll have your calls at 866-963-2037. And I have more show for you. So stay right there. it take to live an uncommon life? Here's former Super Bowl winning coach Tony Dungy with today's Uncommon Moment. I always considered the members of my teams as family, but Tom Walter, the baseball coach at Wake Forest, has taken that family relationship to an entirely new level. One of his outfielders, Kevin Jordan, was so sick from a kidney disorder that he was on dialysis in his dorm room eight hours a day, wondering if he would ever be able to play baseball again. That's when Coach Walter didn't hesitate to volunteer and donate a kidney to Kevin. You may never face a situation like Coach Walter and Kevin, but you may be called to do something else. As you strive to be like Christ, be ready to lovingly sacrifice something for others. 
Tony Dungy, author of the popular Uncommon book series. Discover more at CoachDungy.com. That's CoachDungy.com. Please call your senators today. It's time to put an end to the liberals' filibuster. Tell your senators to switch to a majority vote and defund Planned Parenthood now. Call the Capitol switchboard at 202-224-3121 or go to afaaction.net. Again, call 202-224-3121 and tell your senators to switch to a majority vote and defund Planned Parenthood. Your call will make a difference. Lonnie Poindexter. Don't ever ask God for patience. <laughs> Just say, oh, Lord, help me to be more patient. No, don't do that. Well, why, Lonnie? Why shouldn't I do that? He'll give it to you, but you're not going to like how you get it. <laughs> well, Lonnie, what do you mean? How do you get patience? Trials and tribulations, my brethren. That's how you get it. Lion Chasers. Weekday mornings at 10 Central on Urban Family Talk. Donald Trump's America. The economy grew at a solid clip in August, the Federal Reserve's beige book showed, but concerns about tariffs are hurting business investment in some cases and starting to feed inflation. Businesses, particularly manufacturers, are dealing with higher material costs used to make products in part because of tariffs. In general, costs to make products are rising faster than the prices businesses can sell products for, and in some cases, companies are able to pass on higher costs to consumers. Dow Jones Associate published Jack Otter. What concerns me slightly is the input costs. He says if wages aren't rising fast enough, then we could get stagflation, though he says. I don't think at this point the tariffs are a big enough deal to really slam the economy. The Federal Reserve meets to set interest rates in two weeks. With the economy on solid ground and inflation building, this report reinforces another interest rate increase is likely. In Washington, Jennifer Schonberger, Fox News. You can download episodes of Stacey on the Right from the podcast page on AFR.net or UrbanFamilyTalk.com. Now, back to the show on American Family Radio and Urban Family Talk. Well, I mean, the, the argument that Mr. Strzok's making just doesn't hold water and doesn't pass the smell test. I mean, remember, this is the same guy that said, we will stop Trump. This is the same people who said that, you know, Trump should lose 100 million to zero. So their bias was pretty darn clear from some of the earlier text messages we see. Now we see that there was a media strategy, a leak strategy to influence this whole thing. And we know this from, from the Inspector General's report. I remember one of, the, one of the things the Inspector General cited, Sandra, was 13 different FBI people who were working with one reporter. Now, if that doesn't point to some kind of media strategy, leak strategy, I don't know what does. We're all left wondering uh, what exactly that is, because here's what Strzok's attorney issued via a statement. Uh, The attorney said, quote, the term media leak strategy in Mr. Strzok's text refers to a department-wide initiative to detect and stop leaks. To the media, the president and his enablers <laughs> are once again peddling unfounded conspiracy theories to mislead the American people. Yeah, if their, if their strategy was to stop the leaks, they sure didn't do a very good job because they were everywhere. Also, remember this. The dossier was the key. The dossier is what they took, uncorroborated, a non-credible dossier they took to the secret court to get the warrant to spy on the other campaign. That dossier was buttressed by, by leaks that they were giving to the press, press stories that were coming from the FBI, coming from the very sources who put together the dossier. It is never supposed to work that way, but in fact it did. And so now for them to say, oh, no, no, we were, we were working to try to stop this, just doesn't, just doesn't pass the smell test, as I said before. 
It doesn't. It doesn't pass the smell test. And one of the most important things we can do is, first of all, just be informed about all of this and then, uh, you know, try to hold people accountable, namely our elected officials. And um, I tend to be much more on the optimistic side about all of this. I love I, obviously I want to be informed. I want to get the information out there. And I, but the information is meant to spur us to action, to pray, to fast, to, uh, you know, focus our energies on rendering unto Caesar that which is Caesar's, which means active participation in our government as citizens. Um, it's not meant to be, uh, you know, to make people sad. It's not meant for that. It's, it's, it's meant for the opposite. It's meant to spur us on to action. So Jim Jordan goes on to discuss the media leak strategy a little bit further. It's number four. I want to make sure that we we highlight uh, this text that was first outlined in that letter uh, by Mark Meadows, uh, the Republican from North Carolina. It said, I had literally just gone to find this phone to tell you I want to talk to you about media leak strategy with DOJ before you go. And Meadows is obviously making the case about the media leak strategy while Strzok and his attorney are saying that that text is being completely taken out of context. Yeah, I mean, again, look at the history. Who are you going to believe? I think Mark has it exactly right. I think Peter Strzok, with all we've learned about him, remember, he was the key agent. He was the guy who ran the Clinton investigation, started and ran the Trump-Russia investigation. Remember, all these key people at the FBI, James Comey, director, fired. Andy McCabe, deputy director, fired. Peter Strzok, deputy director of counterintelligence, first demoted, then fired. Jim Rabicki left the FBI chief of staff. Jim Baker, chief counsel, was first demoted, then left the FBI and Lisa Page FBI counsel was demoted and then left the FBI. Those key people ran both of these investigations and now they're telling us, oh, don't worry, we were actually trying to work this out and stop the media leaks. Mm -hmm. When we know the media leaks were used to buttress the dossier when it was taken to the FISA court. So what else can we say? Hey, that's 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 the ticket. So now at this point, the question is, have have we found any Russian collusion? Have we found any obstruction of justice obstructing the finding out about the collusion? Carmine made a fantastic point. Hey, if there's no collusion with the Russians, then how could anyone have obstructed anything? What did they obstruct exactly? Nothing. If prosecution was completed against uh, Flynn and also Manafort and others, then what was obstructed exactly? Nothing. I mean, it's a huge nothing burger. Um, and it's a waste of our tax dollars. It's a waste of our time and, and energy. But of course, we'd rather be discussing that than discussing real items. Now, this is where, you know, it just gets so dirty. And it's Diane Feinstein. Carmine mentioned this. He alluded to this just a tad ago about, the, well, first of all, the Kavanaugh vote has been scheduled for September 20th, so a week from now. And you've got the Senate Judiciary Chairman, Chuck Grassley, um, you know, he's he's got scheduled it for a full Senate vote so that you'll have the chair and that committee vote on the 20th. And then prior to the end of the month, the entire Senate will vote to confirm or not to confirm. Now, there's been a scheme that, you know, it's it's the, the last ditch card to play. They played the race card, didn't work. Kavanaugh is so well versed in uh, Plessy v. Ferguson and, and his subsequent opinions all 307 of them I think there are in numerous opinions he's demonstrated an overt penchant 
for finding anything that might be inequitable in the law and making sure to come down on the side of justice and fair treatment for whoever the defendant was, including when the defendant was a black person. So he's he's so ironclad in that area that the race card wouldn't work on him. So what are they going to do? They're going to go for the sexual harassment, sexual misconduct card. Now, I can tell you, I honestly didn't see it coming. I, I was still reading stories about how Senator Collins is they've now raised well over a million dollars to try to bribe her into not voting for Justice Kavanaugh as if that's OK. Also, they've been sending her coat hangers to her office. Over 3000 coat hangers have been mailed to her at her office. Who in America today thinks that if abortion was outlawed, women would go to court coat hanger abortions? That is the most ridiculous scare tactic. It's so ridiculous. It's not scary. That is not what women would do. So you've got Feinstein coming up with. Uh, basically, it's 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 slander. She says that there's an allegation that back when Justice Kavanaugh was in high school, he had sexual misconduct and she's referring the sexual misconduct charge to federal authorities for immediate investigation because once they launch an investigation, well, then we won't be able to vote. And they think if they could just delay the vote, that they could stop senators, uh, you know, uh, Murkowski and Collins from voting for the nominee. She says she's not releasing any details. She's allowing for, you know, obviously the maximum amount of innuendo and gossip. And of course, this is a disingenuous and transparently political public release that she issued. It says news from Diane Feinstein, United States Senator for California. And it's got her letterhead on it with the California Republic, the bear symbol. Um, it's a, it's a, press release and she says I have received information from an individual concerning the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh now remember this is something that could have been possibly issued when 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 should this have been shared now should it have been shared now or should it have been shared um I don't know how long ago it should have been shared but am I right that this is not the right time it should have been shared when he was being elevated to a circuit court judge and all the other times that he's been in the public uh, up for consideration for these roles. Isn't uh, any of those times would have been good. No, I'm a woman. And so there, there's no misogyny or you hate women or mm -mm. this is fake. It's not just fake. It's fake news. Someone drummed up for the specific purpose of Herman caning Brett Kavanaugh. Believe it. This is garbage. If it was a legitimate claim, why would this woman not have come up with the claim and against him when he became first able to, you know, be a jurist over cases? So she says, quote, I have received information from an individual concerning the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. The individual strongly requested confidentiality, declined to come forward or press the matter further. I have honored that decision. I have, however, referred the matter to federal investigative authorities. Now, what does that sound like to you? Does it sound like garbage? Because it kind of sounds like garbage to me. It sounds like utter garbage. So that's their game. That's what they're doing here. She's 
going to play this whole idea um, that he's some kind of some kind of sexual predator. And he's been so, and then he got married and then he had daughters and he's been running around coaching little league and soccer. And he's been going to nationals games with his friends and he's just been living his life all this whole time. Meanwhile, he did this dastardly deed back when he was a high schooler, no less. Now, remember, these are the same people who felt like Bill Clinton's behavior, to put it mildly, back when he was a a governor, that those behaviors, the payoffs, all of that, that was off limits when he was running for the presidency. It was off limits when he was president. It was off limits when we found out he was still doing things this time with interns. That It was still off limits. Remember how it was always off limits? And then it became only within limits when Me Too, the movement, decided it was time to go ahead and take him down because he was no longer politically useful. Now here we are, the same dude, no longer politically useful. You can toss him out of the herd. He's no longer a part of this group. You, you can't sit with us. You are not one of us. Now they're going to try to take something that is an allegation, an allegation, nothing substantial, nothing that has actually happened. They're going to use that against Brett Kavanaugh, who's been vetted. So he's been vetted. He's been investigated. He's been looked into. But some person who doesn't want to come forward isn't you. You have a right to face your accuser in this country. And that's the thing about the Me Too movement that I, I find absolutely ridiculous. There have been some of these cases where the women have not come forward. And so people are losing their jobs and having their reputations ruined without having the opportunity to face their accuser. So Chad Pergram says from a colleague from colleague John Roberts reports that a source familiar says Feinstein has been aware of allegations regarding Kavanaugh since July, but just came forward now. From The Intercept, it reportedly purportedly describes an incident that was relayed to someone affiliated with Stanford University who authored the letter and sent it to Representative Anna Eshoo, a Democrat who represents the area. So sources who heard from a source that got it from someone. Sources who heard from a source that got it from someone at the collegiate level about something that happened when Kavanaugh was in high school. So first of all, was he a minor? Because if he was a minor when it occurred, then it's a completely different matter in and of itself. So kind of like my grandma's aunt's best friend's sister-in-law, her hairdresser, the hairdresser's boyfriend, whose son is best friends with the girlfriend of one of her colleagues from back when she was in high school heard that Justice Brett Kavanaugh might have had some indiscretions in high school. (laughs) Figure that one out. (laughs) It's kind of like a game we could play. We could have, we could have people actually just list off all the different connections that could possibly be the source of some kind of spurious, you know, this person did this or that. How many of us want to have to go through that? I heard that back when you were in high school, who'd you hear it from? I heard it from my uncle's third cousin's ex-wife, the son of that woman. His girlfriend gets her nails done at a shop. The nail salon tech has a boyfriend 
whose mom, she said she heard it. <laughs> Who wants to even do like what? <laughs> so that's what we've got going on here. <laughs> I mean, and she's inferring. She's, she's so Senator Dianne Feinstein's referring this to the federal investigative authorities, and that, my friends. Is how you get someone investigated if you're a senator, but if you don't want them investigated, then you just don't do that. Namely, Hillary Clinton. Why am I still talking about Hillary Clinton? Because it's relevant. She's never been prosecuted for any of her crimes. Yet, Brett Kavanaugh is now going to have his name drugged through the mud. His daughters are going to have to hear about this fake story. His wife's going to have to put up with people casting aspersions on her husband. You know, basically trying to tear their whole family up. No honor, blatantly and utterly despicable to the very core, disgusting and absolutely without honor. That's what this is. From high school, maybe Justice Kavanaugh went to high school with Anita Hill. So, You know, I just, I I have no words. I mean, I guess I had some words. I just put them out and now I got nothing left. Um, So we'll see what happens. I hope this backfires. I hope that people begin to see how ridiculous it is and that you wouldn't ever want someone to do this to you. Remember sowing and reaping? (sighs) Nobody gets away with anything. That's the good news. But we have to put up with it while they are basking in all of their glorious sin. All right, when we get after the break, you can actually head over to AFR.net and check out the content there. Have a great day. <laughs> 